Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. That's Main right, Patriots and Freedom Fighters. We must take America back. I'm broadcasting from my home studio in downtown Belfont, Pennsylvania, as uh, National Intel Report on Republic Broadcasting Network live here at 6 o'clock Thursday, what is this, September 28th. Uh, we're also Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo Five O Radio, Patriot Nation Radio Network, any place else you might hear or see the show. I'm Peter Serafine. I'm your host for this next two hours of common sense and constitutional discussion. We've got Dr. Jen Vandewater, the people's pharmacist, the lovely, the talented, and the brilliant doctor of pharmacology going to be joining us for the show um she said she'd be here at six so i expect her to pop in any moment we'll bring her in as soon as she does but i want to tell you i'm going to continue to give away books so if you have not done so yet visit liberty-lighthouse.com click that win a book link right there at the top of the home page win a book at liberty-lighthouse.com i've got three books i'm going to give away one of each of the three of them tonight. And uh, you know what? I'm I'm doing a show on Sunday. It's called Off Track. Going to be doing the Off Track Syndicate uh, as a guest, promoting the newest book, A More Tyrannical King. And I'm going to give away books on their show, too. So you got two chances to win a book if you go to liberty-lighthouse.com and click the Win a Book link, fill out the little form, and uh, you don't have to do anything else. I, if, if, I, if we pick your name, I'll send you a book. That's it. Free book. Why not? So, like I said, Dr. Jen Vandewater, the lovely, the talented Dr. Jen Vandewater, the people's pharmacist, joining us for the evening. How are you tonight, doctor? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Fantastic. Anytime I get to see your lovely face, it's a good show. Aw. And I can't wait for the intro to come back. Yeah, I, I got I gotta. Change I laugh it. at that every time. <laughs> Well, I'll have to uh, reach out to the to the fellow that made that for me and have him change some of the some of the information in and see if we can't bring it back. That'd be great. It's a good chuckle. It's a good way to start the show. Puts a huge <laughs> smile on my face. <laughs> well, you know, I tell people all the time there is really no reason to watch the video. Nobody wants to see my ugly mug, but every now and then somebody like Dr. Jen comes on, and that's worth watching. <laughs> Too kind, too kind. God makes everyone beautiful, so. In one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> um, I sent you a list of things that all related to mental health. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about them because I really think that mental health is, it's, it's in like the top three problems of our country. I think the crime problem is related to mental health. The drug problem is related to mental health. The, the I don't know, the transgender explosion that's going on is related to mental health. I think all of that is related to mental health. And, and normally I, I talk politics, but this is tangent, tangential to politics. And I think it's important. And one of the things I had talked about was uh, John Fetterman, my lovely Senator here in the 
the, in, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, John Fetterman. So last week he said to uh, Chuck, Chuck Schumer, that he needed to wear baggy clothes for his mental health. That, I mean, baggy is one thing, but the guy dressed like a bum. Mm-hmm. I think that the idea of dressing like that goes directly against mental health. So, you know, I always feel good when I put on a tie. Like, like I'm actually, look, my, my oldest son is getting married a little over a month. Nice. And I asked him, you know, what's the dress? Like, are you and your boys wearing tuxedos? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, good. I've got two tuxedos in my closet. I haven't had a chance to wear one in years. I want to put on a tux again. There's, you just feel good when you dress up nice. I mean, a lot of women talk about when they get their hair did or their nails done or whatever. They feel better. Mm-hmm. So what John Fetterman was saying was contrary to, to what makes sense to me. But uh, you're the health professional between us. What's your take? Well, I agree with you, Peter. You're absolutely correct. I I believe what we're seeing happen, and you can't help but tie, like you say, politics into this, is to distort what reality actually is with the idea of women getting their hair done, getting getting dressed up to go out, taking the time to um, put yourself together for presentation, right? So, you know, there are things we do. I mean, I'm all for a hoodie and, and, and leggings. You know, I have those days. But if I'm to be professional and go out, I'm not going to dress that way. I'm going to choose to put on clothes that are representative of, of me as an individual, as my profession. And there is a sense of helping your mental health when you do. Um, you look in the mirror and you're happy with what you see. I don't know why you would be happy to see the reflection in bum-like clothing, um, especially if you're going out to your profession, your job, and you, you're dressed inappropriately. And I believe that this idea, I mean, we know mental health is real, but to take it to the next level where you use it as a crutch to say, this is why I have to wear certain clothing. I mean, it's, we've gone so far to actually not really understand mental health and and how to uh, take care of that. And, and it's been kind of pushed aside and it's been pushed for me as, as a you know pharmacist, I saw people run to the pill for the fix. You know, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm having a bad day or things didn't go right in my life. And instead of walking through the emotions, which is what good mental health is, to actually feel even the negative, none of us like it. I don't want to do it. But I know that when I come out on the other side, there's going to be lessons learned. There's going to be growth. There's going to be strength. And I'm hoping for other people, as it is for me, you connect with God because you, you're you leaning on, on a source higher than yourself to get through that difficult time. And I believe Big Pharma's agenda is um, hand them the pill and you, you lose that connection with yourself and with your creator because you're focusing on just getting beyond that negative emotion and getting back to the the happy times or the high times of life, but life is the ups and downs, uh, the peaks and the valleys. And it's in those, those valleys where we, we grow and then we get to that next peak and we get to um, enjoy it. 
I don't know how someone could enjoy that not having gained walking through the valley um, and looking to something to to kind of um, cover them, you know, for that time as a quick fix, as as a medication. So I, I there's a lot we can dive into dive into here because I I, I saw it and I'll, I'll tell a story, Peter. When I had um, I was working at a chain pharmacy and I was a floating pharmacist, so I filled in for vacations and covered if there was medical reasons that someone was out. So I was in a, in a store that wasn't familiar to me. And this woman came in with a prescription at the time it said Celexa, Celexa. Uh, now people would know it as Citalopram was mostly written for generic. And I remember her coming to the window. My tech was in the restroom. So I went and waited on her and I could just read her body. I could read her. You know, I looked at her. I didn't just see the script. I saw a human being in front of me and she looked very hesitant to want to hand me that piece of paper. So I asked her some questions. I said, how are you doing today? She says, well, I went to the doctor and he wants me to take this uh, prescription, but that's not why I went to see him. So I started to you know, kind of ask and, and probe a little bit um, and find out what the reason why she was actually seeking help from her doctor. And it was mental health. It was saying, I'm going through a rough time in my life. She was going through a divorce, did not want to go through the divorce, was very heartbroken. It was very a, a tragedy for her. And she was just looking for someone to listen, someone to talk to, and someone just to say, you know, it's going to be okay. And so I actually stepped outside the pharmacy. I sat with her in the waiting area and we talked for maybe 20, 30 minutes and went through all these emotions. I just was the, the, the one listening, which her, her medical provider failed to do. The medical provider just said, here, you need this prescription. So I explained to her, listen, I said, this is a rough patch for you in, in life right now. I don't know if you want to start this medication Here's my advice. It's good for a year from the date written. You've got a whole year to decide if you want this. Hold on to it and see how you feel in a month, three months, six months. You have this as your backup if you're not making it through like you thought. And she was like, really? I don't have to fill this today. If I don't fill this today, I'm going to be okay. And we talked things through and she was so like, I watched her, her whole body language change from being like, hunched over and and unsure and very depressed to actually being um, empowered and, and owning her own health and making her own decisions and not listening to a medical provider who just wanted to write the script and send them on their way and taking that time. I mean, I, I can't recall her name. I, I just see her face. It was so many years ago and I, it wasn't my normal, um, you know, pharmacy to practice in, but I, I felt good. Like I actually helped someone, you know, who could have started a medication, which could have led to other medications, mm -hmm. the big pharma agenda. And she actually was empowered for her health. Now I'm not saying I'm against people who have real medical conditions, but I really caution people to start a pharmaceutical first. If you are going through something because the pharmaceutical becomes a crutch and it leads to other issues and complications down the road and you could have prevented it without starting that medication yeah and and there's plenty of unhealthy ways to deal with with those peaks and valleys i mean i i had my self-destructive days when i was going through some of those low times um just before i met my beautiful wife 
I was broke. I was paying, you know, over half of my income in child support. I had to have insurance on the kids and all this. And no matter how much I worked, I was just broke. When we, when she and I first started dating, we had to sit down, like before we left the house, we, we both are coffee junkies. We, we both love our, our, our lattes and she likes mochas and, we would have to stop before we left the house and say, do we have enough money? Do, you know, do we have the $10 that it takes for the two of us to buy coffees if we leave the house? And now, now that I, I, I'm so blessed and so happy and so comfortable in life, I intentionally stop and think about that and bring it up to her in conversation and, and be like, do you remember when we used to have to stop and think whether or not we could afford to go buy two coffees at McDonald's before we went for a drive or, you know, budgeting gas money and things like, like now we need, we, we see something we want, we buy it. I mean, I bought a freaking house on a whim not long ago, two doors down from me, old couple had to move out and get something smaller. And I bought it. They hadn't got, got they hadn't got it appraised, hadn't been to a real estate agent or anything. I made them an offer and they took it. Sold it three weeks later. But the idea, you know, there was a time when I never thought I would own a house again. Mm-hmm. And for three weeks I owned two. So, you know, life is good, but it's made even better when you look back at those things. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate in a lot of ways. I know I've told you this before. I don't take medication. Right lately, for the last several months, I've been on one. I'm on, I'm on meloxicam. I have both tennis elbow and plantar fasciitis at the same time. And nothing. I, I've done therapy. I've changed shoes. I've gotten orthotic inserts. I've you know, got braces and stuff to wear. I have to sleep with a thing on my arm, like all kinds of stuff. It's my job. I'm a mailman. I use my right foot and my right arm all day long, every day. 500 times reaching out at weird angles to open mailboxes and stuff like that. It's part of what I do now. And I don't want to be on that, but it's the only thing I I found so far that um, makes it tolerable. I want to get off. And the the thing with you, Peter, is you're, you're aware that's, that's the key. And anyone that has to, when, when you've tried other options and they have not worked and then you find something that doesn't, even if it is a pharmaceutical, you're aware that, okay, long-term could lead to other complications. And I'll advise you the complications that that medication will lead you to is gut issues. Mm-hmm. So it's really- a guy who's, who's already had a bout of oh, diverticulitis once. See, yeah. So you, you, yeah, you don't want to run into that again. And it's really important to take it with food when you do take it so that it, it lessens that risk. So you're, you're well aware- and you're, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to use this temporarily, get me through. Hopefully I can assist my body in healing and it, it'll come back to the way it was and I won't need this long term. But unfortunately, people who are not aware, they go to their, their medical provider and they hand them the prescription. And then they end up taking it long term, end up into another issue, which was caused by that one. They go back to the doctor. The doctor doesn't think to look at did the medication they just write oh now you've got acid reflux okay here you go here's another one and then that turns into and it just keeps compounding 
And, and being on a lot of medications actually will affect your mental health as well. Well, yeah. I mean, right? I mean, this is, it's so scary when, when you actually look at everything weaves together. It totally weaves together. And I, I feel bad for people who reach a point where they're like, how do, what do I do? How do I come off of, you know, I've been on all these medications for a long time and some of them they might have to stay on because your body becomes accustomed to certain things and, and it's better to just stay. But there's a lot of unnecessary medications that people could, you know, with proper um, guidance, be de-prescribed off of, off of the unnecessary and be able to find alternatives, whether it's uh, supplements or diet changes, uh, lifestyle modifications, even allergies. What if it's an allergy and you're inflamed due to an allergy? I mean, there's so many things we're looking at the body as a whole, instead of looking at just, you know, the one, the one issue and being treated. I actually had a patient one time. Oh my goodness. This lady was on the 20 plus medications, but loved them. It was all she had. I don't think she ever ate. I think she just took prescription medications and she was a bit addicted to those hardcore ones. And so she came in one time and she was taking one of the um, hardcore, I'm not sure if it was like oxycodone or oxycontin, I can't recall, but she was using it for back pain. Well, she fell and hurt her wrist in the fall. And so she came in and said, I need to go see my doctor and get another uh, pain medication. And I said, why? She goes, well, now my, my wrist hurts. And I go, well, you do realize that the medication you take for your back pain travels through your whole body and will mm-hmm. help your wrist pain too. Like, it's just uh, the the mindset is it's it's for one specific spot right. and not not for the whole. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen so many things and I've seen good stories. I've seen sad stories. And, um, you know, it made me realize that we've lost connection with with the people. We've lost connection on how to, um, you know, empower people like that one lady that day. I mean, she left with her head held high and it just gave me a good feeling to know that she was helped. Not le- it, it, And I'll tell you, if my district manager were there that day and he saw me refuse a prescription, which was all big pharma chain drugstores are about, I'm sure I would have been reprimanded on the spot because you don't refuse a prescription. And I just l- looked at her and thought she really didn't need it. You know, I, I didn't want to just go ahead and start her on a, a antidepressant when she was just going through a rough patch in her life. I, uh, I, there's, there's a lot to be said with the relationship with your doctor. And we've spoken about this in, in yeah. past episodes. Um, there was a time I used, I'm a disabled veteran. So I use the VA pharmacy or the VA healthcare system. I don't have a lot of medical issues, so I don't, you know, it's my annual checkups. And if I hurt myself, um, let's see my trying to think how old my kids are. Cause that's how I judge when everything happens in my life. Um, my, my now 20-year-old twins uh, were small enough that I would still be putting them in a playpen. So I'm going to say one-ish. So 19-ish years ago, I was putting my son in a playpen. And it felt like I was, you know, inches. He was asleep. I was laying him down in. And I was inches from put from getting him on the mat, the floor of the bottom. And it felt like somebody hit me in the back with a hatchet. It was the most excruciating pain I'd ever felt in my life. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't bend over. I was stuck right where I was. Every movement was excruciating. 
ever since then, every year or two, I'll t- twist wrong and I'll get back pain. Nowhere near as bad as that first time, but something's wrong. So using the VA, I'm, I'm at the, uh, the mercy of whatever doctor happens to be there. So there were several years in a row where I had the same doctor. Um, who, a doctor who has left the VA and is now an author. Dr. Delosier, you want to look her up, Delosier. Um, she and I spoke so well and under, you know, she understood me and all this kind of stuff. I could call and say, I hurt my back again. And she would send off, um, what was it? It was, it was a muscle relaxer and a narcotic. It was a Flexerol and Vicodin, I think, was the combination. And it was really just to, you know, loosen me up enough to move and take the pain away and well enough that I could walk. And, and that was it. And I only took them, again, I don't like taking drugs. So I would only take them for like three days. But today, imagine that today. Imagine calling a doctor that you don't have that relationship with. Like I've had, since she left the VA, I've had probably five other doctors. It's been a rotating door of doctors. I don't have that relationship anymore. She knew I wasn't a med seeker. She knew that, you know, I don't want this stuff, but it's all I, and she would, would send me narcotics based off a phone call. Now, that might not be the proper thing to do from, from the medical side, but she knew me. There's a lot to be said about that relationship. I, I told you the story before. The, the one time I, I went to my doctor, you know, I, I go to the doctor. I've got horrible back pain, different than this back pain. And um, the nurse comes out, you know, go to the triage nurse, and they put me in the room, and I sit down for the doctor. And the doctor comes in, he pokes around, and asks me some questions. And, uh, and sends me to physical therapy and probably wrote me prescriptions or whatever. That's None of that's relevant. I get to physical therapy, and it was the physical therapist who came into the waiting room to get me, not a nurse. And when I started walking down the hall, he watched. And he said, you're limping. And I said, yes. He goes, do you always limp? And I said, no. He said, back pain doesn't cause a limp. I'm like, okay. He laid me down on my back and did something. It was my, it was my SI joint. My sacroiliac joint was out. Mm-hmm. To me, it felt like back pain. But once he saw me limping, he, I'm, like in five minutes, he, I walked out of there with no limp and no pain. Amazing. But because the, the nurse apparently didn't know, to, you know she, she's there to do triage and check me in. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor, he didn't have me stand up and walk around when, when he was poking at me in the, in the room. You, we don't have that connection anymore. Had the doctor seen me limp, he might have done the same thing, but he didn't see it. So there's a lot to, about that relationship that needs to come back, and I don't know how that happens while we have the giant medical establishment that we have in the world today. Yeah, it, and what I noticed, and I, I haven't been in years myself because I realized as a health professional – and the way I was even treated going to, like you say, those just annual checkups, you are not even looking at the provider anymore. Their back is to you and they're typing away on a tablet 
And all they do is turn around and just say, okay, let me look here, say, ah, uh, okay. And they turn around and type again. And I'm like, are they, what is this? Like, there's no communication. There's no looking at each other. I mean, I couldn't tell you what the front of them looked like as much as the back of their head because their back of their head was always to us. And I started to think that maybe, you know, yeah, we're heading out. We'll come back and pick this up. (laughs) That's right. Three minutes, my friends. Commercial break. Be right back. Attention, freedom-loving patriots. Are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? Join me, Peter Serafine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. Gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our Founding Fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. Busted. Take down, break down, take down. Everybody wants into the crowded line. Break down, take down. You busted. You know, I love Bob Seger. I really do. I love Bob Seger. He's one of my favorite artists. I hate that song. And the only reason I hate that song is because it's the only song Bob Seger ever did to hit number one because he did it. He sold out to do that song. He, anyway, completely off topic. We're talking with Dr. Jen Vandewater. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Please take a moment to share out this show, this network. Share it out to your friends, your family, your loved ones. Tell everybody what you're listening to, where you're watching from, all those kinds of things. Help us get past those uh, anti-right side aisles or right side uh, algorithms. So, yeah, that's the best thing you can do is share out our stuff, buy our merchandise, use our promo codes, do whatever you can to support all these free speech networks. Uh, this is the last time I'm going to announce it, hopefully, if I remember, by the end of this segment. So in the, within the next 28 minutes, I'm going to give away some books. With your help, doctor. Ooh. So I got three books to give away. Uh, my three books that I've written. You enter the drawing by going to liberty-lighthouse.com. Click the win a book link right at the top of the homepage there. Win a book at liberty-lighthouse.com. I'm going to give away one of each of them within the next half an hour. And I didn't get a sponsor break in for the last segment because it's so much fun to talk to you. So 
right to bear insurance is something that everybody has. This is or everybody needs. This is insurance for anybody who owns a firearm, any firearm. If you have a firearm, God forbid you ever have to use it. But if you do, you're probably going to get brought up on criminal charges and you might get sued in civil court and they might take your gun away from you. And right to bear insurance can help you with all of those things. Plans start at just $11 a month. And I will save you 10% off of that by using code Lighthouse at protectwithbear.com. Protectwithbear.com, code Lighthouse. Okay, so we started this conversation on mental health with John Fetterman, and uh, I have to wear baggy clothes for my mental health. Well, the Senate came to their senses pretty quickly. Just last night, they, uh, they amended the rules and, and put a dress code in. And it was an... I can't remember if it was unanimous or nearly unanimous vote. So, uh, yeah, John Fetterman's hoodies and shorts will not be allowed on the Senate floor, as they probably shouldn't be allowed on the Senate floor. Correct. I was saying uh, during the break, I saw um, Rand Paul posted an image mocking this whole baggy clothes, and he was sitting on the steps of the Capitol in a robe. And like, and he and his hair was not all slicked like it normally looks. It was kind of uh, messy. Like he literally rolled out of bed, threw on a robe, and went to the steps. So it was just showing a point. Like, hey, he wants to wear baggy clothes. Why can't I comb my robe and not comb my hair? Right. What's <laughs> so, the difference? What's the difference? Standards mm-hmm. are all gone. Standards for everything are gone. For everything, and that's what they're doing. They're just it, that. I feel you tie everything together politics with using mental health as the crutch mm-hmm. just to just to get people to not even want to look nice anymore and i mean i have seen some things and i, I go down those those rabbit holes um i call myself a conspiracy analyst because i'm analyzing things that are being put out there where it's coming to where you're going to only have be given so many outfits per year like there are other countries trying to equate this into you can only get so many outfits so I'm wondering when they, anytime, now that I've seen that somewhere and I can't recall where, and I kind of rolled my eyes and chuckled and moved on, but if they're trying to control everything, what do they want to control that you're feeling good about yourself, right? Yeah. And you're feeling good. Like you go shopping and you get to choose what you want to wear in your own style, your own color, your own fashion. And so um, I would not doubt that this is just another way to just, again, Push, push some agenda, or is it a distraction from something else going on that we are not noticing because that's what they do as well. They put these distractions out there to keep you off of uh, certain or, laptops or client lists. <laughs> or, or, is, or is the whole mental health thing, is that all part of the George Orwell, you know, uh, keep the people in beer and football and gambling and they're easy to control? Hundred percent, very possible. Great. So we've talked about mental health drugs in particular. Like you know, you go to the doctor and look, hey doc, I've I've been sad for a week, and it's like, oh, here have a script. Sixty percent of American adults are on prescription medications. Sixty percent. That seems high. Very high. I'm odd. Maybe I'm odd. That seems pretty high. So we talked about there's a lot of things that you can do to, for your mental health that don't cost a thing. One we talked about in the first segment was, you know, dress up nice every now and then. 
one of the probably hardest things to do when you're depressed is make a schedule and stick to it. Mm-hmm. When, when I joined the Navy, went to bed at the same time every day, got up at the same time every day, ate all my meals at the same time every day. And I think that had more to do with my both physical and mental fitness than probably the exercise that I was doing. I, I, the regimentation of that, mm-hmm. it's one less thing to worry about, one less thing to stress over. One, it's Yeah, routine is good. Routine is very good for, for, especially if you are struggling. And a lot of times when you um, are going through something challenging and your mental health is 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 not um, as strong as it's, it usually is, your sleep pattern actually is disrupted. Mm-hmm. So it's actually important to set yourself into that routine. And even, even your eating schedule can be disrupted because a lot, some people who are super stressed uh, become overeaters and mm-hmm. others become, they Don't stop eat eating. Yep. Yeah. And so it's really important to keep somewhat of a routine for that uh, to keep for your, it is for your mental health that you're, you just stay, okay, I know 10 o'clock is my bedtime, making sure I go to bed at 10 o'clock. And it helps keep that check in your mind. Like you're checking off. I'm doing what I've always done and it'll help you get through it. But there are, I mean, there are so many things people can do that are free to help them with mental health. And one thing people can do that I talk about all the time, one thing I do is walk barefoot outside. When you walk barefoot and you connect to the earth, it's sending a good charge to your body, releasing the negative charge from your body. And in doing so, it balances out hormone levels, which can be out of whack if you're going through something. It's just, and it's not that your levels are imbalanced from, you know, things and, oh, you need medication to put it back. No, it's just under stress. Stress increases other hormones, which decrease other hormones. It's all the game of up and down arrows, ups and down the whole way through. And so when you walk barefoot and connect to the earth, your body is kind of rebalancing and coming in naturally. 10 minutes of walking barefoot does amazing things to your overall health. Not to mention, it feels really cool to squish the earth in between your toes. Yes. Sand or dirt or grass. It's just. (laughs) Moss. I love finding moss. Oh, it's like so cool to find the really soft spots and walk through as a nature's carpet. Yeah. Like I totally agree. It's so super good. And I've had people say, well, my goodness, it hurts to walk on rocks. Well, don't walk on rocks. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, okay. I don't know why you're choosing. It hurts when I do this. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why you're choosing the rocks. Like, you know, there is grass and there is sand and there is, you know, dirt and other things you can walk in. Uh, If you can get to a lake, walk on the beach of the lake. And what's really important, too, if you're walking on the ocean or the lake, is get your feet in the wet sand. If you're in the wet part, it actually has a much, uh, it's a better conductivity. I was told that by someone who's a real expert in grounding, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. So that's really good to do. But yeah, grounding is really, really important. While you're out there, turn, turn your face towards the sun. Vitamin D that we get from the sun helps boost your happy hormones. So you actually get the sunlight on your skin Gives you a little cool color, especially when you're stressed out. Your color probably is not, um, you're probably a little pale because you're um, under a lot of stress. So get some color on your skin and then do deep breathing. 
That's one thing people don't think about at all when they're stressed or their mental health is in jeopardy. We actually tend to have shallower, less breaths when we're stressed out. And that decreases oxygen to the brain, to the organs, and it increases stress. And your body is thinking, you know, red alert, red alert. We're not getting the oxygen we need because you're, you're shutting down in that fight or flight. So deep breaths and then focusing. And another thing that people can do for free, pray. I mean, just reach, <laughs> just reach out to God and he'll be there. I'm not a terribly religious man. Never have been. But even looking at it from a scientific basis, like looking at the studies that have been done, just the act of prayer is good for you in your mental health. Whether or not you believe you're praying, just just voicing the prayer is good for you. And I don't know. It just seems common sense. Mm -hmm. It does. We've come so far away, so far away from how we were created to be. And and we've lost that connection. Um, You know, another thing that's free, it's really cool. Hugging, hugging, (laughs) (laughs) hugging decreases your stress and brings on good mental health. So there are so many, I mean, there's so many things people can do that are not, it's not going to cost them anything. And really the other thing that's really important too is, is choosing to eat healthy foods. So when we're stressed, automatically we want everything bad, comfort food, you know? And when you do that, you actually change things in your body to not help it heal, you're making it actually worse. So it's a lot of self-discipline. It really, really is to not eat poorly when you're stressed and try to still eat clean. So I know a lot of people that when they get stressed and then they eat poorly, guess what happens after that? They get sick. Well, what do you think? You just, your body's in shock and now you're giving it bad food. And, right. um, but yeah, there's so many things people could do that really will help them, you know, and, and then you'll start to realize just there's, there's something about, um, mental strength, you know, and mental discipline that comes with good mental health. And again, it is walking through those peaks and those valleys because you, you grow each time you encounter a hardship or a difficulty like you say, and you reflect on it, like you do with your wife, you sit back and you reflect. And my husband and I do the same thing. I mean, I've been with my husband 26 years. He met me before I even entered pharmacy college at the days, like you say, where it was, we were a rough go at it for a while. And to be, we look back and, and reflect and, and have uh, thankfulness and gratitude for the blessings we've received. And it's not that it's always been the peaks, you know, we've both had to walk through some valleys too, but it's all a part of growing and, and learning. And it's what life life is, this experience of life. Um, another thing people can do too when they get outside is really uh, connect with nature. So one thing I love to do is close my eyes and listen to the sounds. Like right now, uh, I don't know how it is by you, but the crickets are so loud right now. This is going a, into fall. I have one of those... Uh nighttime noise generators and the, the cricket sound is, is is the one that we put on almost every night and i want to say hi to my half sister kate who is watching over in facebook thanks kate uh we're talking with dr jen vanderwater the people's pharmacist and i didn't even give out the phone number for people to call in with questions and comments and stuff i 
terrible at this. So this is a live call-in show, 512-248-8252. If you want to call in and get on the air, if you don't want to be on the air, but you want something, yeah, got a, something you want to get off your chest or a question you want to ask, you can text that to me at 64 my rights at 646-974-4487. So what we got so far is have a routine with your sleeping and your eating and all that kind of stuff. Discipline about not eating the junk. But discipline also starts with make your bed when you first wake up in the morning. If, if Before you do anything else, okay, maybe go to the bathroom. But before you do anything else, make your bed. It sounds like a stupid little tiny thing. But it's from that point, you accomplish something. And when you're depressed, accomplishing anything feels good. So wake up, make your bed. I do. Yeah, I do. I do. It drives me nuts. And, you know, I when I had to travel, this is how bad it was for me. And I knew I wasn't home. My husband does not make the bed. And I wasn't home, but I knew he wasn't making the bed. And that drove me bonkers. Because when I got home, I said, did you make the bed any day? He's like, what do you think? I looked at it. I was in <laughs> horror. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the bed was never made. <laughs> so I do agree. There is something about getting out of bed. And it's part of your routine. It gets you in a routine. You get up. Like you say, if you have to use the bathroom first, do that. And then come back and make your bed. And then at night when you go to get into it, there's nothing like getting into a nicely made bed, not blankets all scattered everywhere. And I don't know. Some people like it. I have sisters that love the scattered blankets. I am very neat and orderly. <laughs> I do not make the bed, but that is because my beautiful wife is usually still in it when I wake up. Mm, you don't want to roll her up in it. <laughs> no. Um, so let's see here. I, I, I forgot. Oh, a dog. That oh. was one of the things. Yes. I, got, I got a dog within like three months ago. We got a dog. And, and without doing anything else, I've lost like five pounds just from walking the dog. Not that I'm an overly sedentary person. I have an active job. But having the dog means that at least twice a day, I'm taking him for a walk, even on my day off. Or I'm taking, for, uh, taking him for a walk at night after I've eaten dinner. And, and that has been... The only thing I can think of that changed about me, and I've lost a couple of pounds. It probably is. And they're good. They're they're so, like, loyal. And they when you pet the dog, when you actually connect and pet them, there's an exchange of energy. Again, we kind of lost connection with that having that relationship with an animal. And when you pet them, you lose. It, it changes your mental state. And there's an exchange of energy. They're giving you their jolly and happiness and all the things that they have they're sending it to you and it increases your happy hormones i have i have a dog too i've had him my goodness now going on seven years so yes don't want to well, be without him well yeah if you've got a dog like mine you don't have a choice but to pet him he'll he'll run up and stick his uh nose like right up under your hand like okay it's pet me now i love it yeah, mine likes to be, actually, he, I don't know if you saw him at all. He did walk in. Oh, my goodness. That's my Dexter. Aw, <laughs> beautiful. He's so a, beautiful. We think he's a Border Collie Pomeranian blend. He's a little wow. tiny bit smaller than a Border Collie. And he's got a curled tail and uh, like, like a Pomeranian. Um, 
So, and and the person that we got him from said uh, referred to him as a Pomeranian mix. So, he yeah. said he looks like looks like a border collie. So, he, yeah, he's so he looked more like a collie. Yeah, yeah. no, it's he's, it's great. He's got that big uh, big tuft of white hair in the front, under his chin, in front of his chest. Oh my goodness! So adorable. We like Dexter, but yeah. There's so many things that you can do for mental health and mental health is everywhere. And okay. So you said praying. Well, that leads me to the next thing, which is not just faith, but community. Mm -hmm. Why? There's a horrible, horrible attack in this country on anything community. Like, no, no, you can't do that. The federal government has to do it for you. You're not allowed to do these things for yourself anymore. Big brother take care of it for you. Now, yep. We need to get back to going to church where you see the same people every week and, and doing things together as a community. One of the projects I've taken on in the last week or so is I am uh, gathering petitions and doing a fundraiser and all kinds of stuff to create an off-leash dog park in Belfont for my Dexter, of course. Of course. What a good dad you are. <laughs> the rest of the dogs in town. It's for my dog. But that's that's forced me, you know, like I carry around in my pocket little business cards with, with the uh, you know the change.org petition address on it. And I hand them out anytime I see somebody with a dog. You know, just today I was laminating flyers that tomorrow, my day off of work, I'm gonna walk around town and put up you know I, and then October sixteenth is the uh, is the borough town or the borough uh, council meeting where I'm going to present it. I did a FOIA request, a Freedom of Inf- Information Act request to the county to find out how many dogs are registered. Right here it is, still sitting on my printer. How many dogs are registered in my town and around my town? Um, licensed. And so, yeah, I'm putting all of this effort into it. And and uh, it's community-based. You know, Go to your town council meetings. Go Go to church. Do things, have a schedule, have a plan, be social, even if you don't want to be. Because when you're depressed, generally you don't want to. Right. And if you do make, like, force yourself to the discipline to get out and attend a meeting or um, go to church, and then you find other people, you realize you might not be alone in your struggle. Mm-hmm. You realize, because you're, and I believe that's a, a plan of the enemy, is to isolate then the enemy can run amok in your mind and make you think you're the only one suffering, but there's no one that is not suffering hardship or has suffered it or is going to again, because again, you don't just hit the the smooth, the smooth road and it's that way the rest of it until you're done. No, you are going to hit bumps again. It's not going to be smooth. Yeah. I'm sorry. To, sorry to say that. Yeah. But this is why it's good to have to be prepared to be prepared. I finally got to the happy point in life. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Of course, yeah. there's always going to be ups and downs. And you're mm-hmm. right. You have to look back at it. All right. I'm to, right. So, yeah. Last chance to uh, to register to win a book. Liberty-Lighthouse.com. Click the win a book button right at the top of the page. Going to give away three books in just a few minutes. Liberty-Lighthouse.com. Win a book button right at the top of the screen. And uh, with that, let's talk about Romika Design. Romika Designs is, uh, is a custom laser engraving and design studio. Uh, R O M I K A designs 
Romikadesigns.com, Romikadesigns.com. Uh, he's got all kinds of lasers, and he, he loves to custom design stuff. So if you've got something in your house that you want to have engraved, or if you've got an idea for something to be designed, or if you just want to buy something off the, you know, off the website, you can do that too. Good, good people, great stuff. And, you know, what's better than personalized gifts? Everybody loves personalized gifts. Romikadesigns.com. Use code Lighthouse to save yourself a couple of dollars. R-O-M-I-K-A designs.com. Use the code Lighthouse. All right, Doctor, you want to give away, give away some books? Let's do this. Yes. Let's see how many people have in here. Do, 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 do. Uh, right. Uh, pick three numbers between one and 23. Okay, let's take four, 18, and 20. Four, 18, and 20. So that is Rhonda Reed in Missouri. Congratulations, Rhonda Reed in Missouri. 18, Peter Lobb in Oregon. And 20, Deborah Treadway in Texas. So congratulations, Peter, Deborah, and Rhonda. I'll get those out to you in the mail uh, probably tomorrow. Congratulations. Three books. I'm doing that again next uh, on, on Sunday, two days from now. Sunday, I will be uh, on Off-Track Syndicate over on the Mojo Five O Radio Network as a guest trying to promote my book, and I'm going to do the same thing again. We're going to give away three books, so if you didn't win this time, it's not too late. Enter if you haven't already. That's uh, with the book button, top of liberty-lighthouse.com. That's always fun. I certainly don't make enough money off of these books to be given away these books, but whatever. Uh, let's see. I forgot where we were. So dogs, uh, routine, sleep. So, oh, I wanted to talk about medications. Again. So you talked about how how we have uh, this this problem where, you know, you go to see the doctor and you say, you know, this hurts. And the doctor gives you something to help with this. And then that causes something else. For example, you said, you know, my meloxicam, if I'm not careful, could cause stomach issues. And then you go to the doctor, and the doctor just gives you another prescription for that. For all of you listeners out there, and all of those pharmaceutical ads that you see on television or hear on the radio, how many of those ads are for drugs to counteract the side effects of other drugs? You know, targeted dyskinesia, because you're on an antipsychotic medication, mm-hmm. and you've got a twitch now. So now there's a drug for your twitch caused by the drug for your anti <laughs> It is. It's a horribly vicious cycle that almost looks like it's engineered. Oh, <laughs> most likely it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, big pharma is all about big profits, and they're not about actually giving people the tools necessary to, to live in wellness, to live in optimal wellness, or to... It's hard to say it, but yet in order to assist the body in healing, I mean, we we actually were designed and created so well. If you think about all that we've done to our bodies, to see us actually make it, get up and walk and move with everything we've done, it's amazing 
um, how, how well we've been created and designed to withstand a lot of what's been thrown at us. So with that being said, how much better off would we be if we lived a cleaner, healthier life and chose to eat and choose to, uh, you know, not take all these pharmaceuticals and, and not think that the pill is, is the cure. Um, the pill leads to more. And that's, that's what I saw in practice. It was uh, so many young people on so many medications and it was going younger and younger and younger. And you speak about pets. I had patients who had their cats on antidepressants. <laughs> like, wait, I used to think, but it's a cat. Cats are not like a dog. If you want an active animal, get a dog because your cat's just going to sleep all day and then want to play with you when you're sleeping at night. Right. And right. <laughs> I just, I just, cats are crepuscular animals. They're most active at dawn and dusk. And yeah. During the day and the night. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I just saw so many, so many different things. And, and I also noticed that our, you know, geriatric, our elderly population, were being um, just over-medicated as well. You know, and, and as, as people age, and this was what I saw too happening, you age and you get a little depressed because you can't do what you used to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're a bit bummed. And instead of helping someone cope with aging, they what do they do? Throw an antidepressant at them. I can't tell you how many patients I saw that were over the age of 65 on multiple antidepressants because, well, one's not going to help. If you're really not addressing the root cause of the problem, throwing medications is only going to fix it for a short window. And then you're going to have to mm-hmm. keep adding and adding and adding because you're not really addressing the issue, putting a bandaid on a gushing wound. And so, you know, I saw so many older people and actually I had patients of mine. Um, I worked in a long-term care farm a long-term care pharmacy that we were packaging medications for people in the community as well as assisted living facilities. And this one couple, just a sweet couple, called one day because their wife was falling and it was due to being over-medicated. Stopped her meds, she got better. Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Hey, it's, uh, it's break time again. Just flies by when you're with me, doctor. Uh, I know, I'm having a great time. Good. Be back in three minutes. I've been sleeping on a MyPillow pillow for years, and a couple of years ago, I tried the MyPillow towels, soft and absorbent, wonderful bath towels. Recently, I got the My Giza Dream Sheets, and they are by far the best quality bed sheets I've ever owned. And while the quilt is pretty awesome, too, new products being added all the time at MyPillow.com, including sandals and slides and pajamas and, well, everything that you need for sleeping. Use the code LIGHTHOUSE at MyPillow.com to save yourself up to 66% off. That's the code LIGHTHOUSE at MyPillow.com. The American dream is 
become a nightmare Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town Like a cancer that's silently spreading There's an unspoken fear We're on our way down We must eat America back Main Street to Off of the second hour National Intel Report Live on Republic Broadcasting Network Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo 5 Radio Patriot Nation Radio Network And any place else you hear or see the show I've got the lovely and talented Dr. Jen Vandewater with me as my guest this evening, the People's Pharmacist. And before we go any further, doctor, tell us about the People's Pharmacist. What does that mean? So the People's Pharmacist um, is a name I gave myself when I started to realize the big pharma agenda because I thought, well, I don't answer to big pharma. Oh, I answer to the people. So I'm the People's Pharmacist. I want to make sure I offer them uh, solutions and recommendations that are outside the big pharma agenda. And with the People's Pharmacist, I have a private health ministry where people can um, join as a member and get consults with me to help them with supplements, questions, mind, body, spirit alignment, anything they need to talk to me about, they can find me at that website, thepeoplespharmacist.com, and email me through the link that's there and schedule a consult, and I can help them, you know, on their their health journey. Awesome. Somebody who actually realizes who they work for. That's that's (laughs) rather unique. So we were talking about mental health meds before the break. And I, I, I'm not a medical professional. I know there's the SSRI, the selective serotonin uptake inhibitors, and the S, SNRIs or something like that. I don't know. But it seems to me that how they work and what they do is complete BS and or maybe theory. Like they really, nobody knows how this stuff works, right? Well, it's correct. And we're finding out new things Um more and more that uh, serotonin is not just a chemical in the brain. It's actually a chemical in your gut. And a lot of times, too, uh, you can be uh, depressed and not realize it's stemming from, from gut health, poor gut health. So a lot of times the foods we eat, the oils, you know, if you go out to a restaurant, they're not using a good oil to fry their food in. They're not using a big bat of butter. They're using uh, soybean, safflower, sunflower, vegetable, canola, those oils are actually toxic and, and bad for our gut. And so when we eat that routinely, it disrupts the actual uh, bacteria, good bacteria that are there to help digest and absorb the uh, enzymes and nu- nutrition from our food. And so what ends up happening is we end up having poor gut health, which could lead to some mental health issues. And it's not always just um, in, in your, you know, the chemicals in the brain. The other thing I have heard i've listened to dr peter bregan and he uh, has talked a lot regarding um these chemical drugs now there's no chemical imbalance till you start taking those drugs it's just <laughs> i mean listening to him is uh, eye-opening and i was like well he's been around for a while and he's he's a you know a psychiatrist and he refuses to prescribe these 
because he says what ends up happening is now once you prescribe these, now you're altering the chemicals. We are we do not have chemical imbalances. We just have um, unresolved issues in our lives, childhood traumas, you know, teenage traumas that uh, root end up root causing and us taking a foundation that cause us to react and have have some mental you know down days or some down times and we're not actually dealing with the root the root of the problem. So. Very. I'm personally against these these medications. I, I believe we can, um, with detoxing, with um, you know, gut health restoration, balancing the body back, the free things we discussed. I believe people can get back to good health, good mental health, and not have to need these poisonous medications that only could make things worse, not better. Well, you specifically, you know, you talked about gut health. It's it's well known that that you know, <clears throat> pardon me, like ninety percent of our immune system is in our gut too. So hey, that seems like if it's 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 a big part of your mental health, and it's a big part of your immune system. Hmm, gut health seems pretty important to me. It's called the second brain for a reason. You it's know, they just, yeah. Not just because when you're hungry, you turn into a different person. No, no, that's not why. <laughs> but it's so it's so important. And I, I'll tell you, I went through a stressful period and we, my husband and I were out at our county fair. And normally, you know, I smell that food and when I'm stressed out, I want to down a blooming onion like there's no tomorrow because it smelled delicious. And I disciplined myself and said, I will not eat it. I don't know how the heck I made it walking around the county fair. All I got was an ice cream cone. Wasn't going to give up my maple cream. Well, I'm telling you that greasy food I wanted in the worst way and I didn't. And I really believe that because when I was stressed out and I chose not to eat the food that could cause me gut issues, I didn't get sick and I was able to make it through healthier than I would have been years ago because now that I've learned and I'm taking that, I, I take it serious. I mean, I, my husband gets a little annoyed because I'm so serious all the time. Like, why'd you buy that? I won't eat that. You know, I won't eat that. <laughs> and he's like, I had a feeling you were going to say that. So <laughs> you're right. I will not eat that. Like, I'm very particular now. Once you know certain things, why would you want to to do that to yourself? I mean, I still, obviously I have cake, birthday cake at a party. I like pizza. But I try to very much limit the the stuff I put into my body that could be toxic and poisonous and cause gut disruption that can cause an imbalance, which can lead to mental issues. It could lead to, uh, like you say, immune issues and all sorts of things. So, Well, we run out to every fair and carnival we can to buy fair food. We Food is it one is thing. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie to you. It's good. <laughs> we, we've all... My my lovely wife, we've had a lot of discussions about like you know if if either of us gets cancer, for example, no, we don't want chemo. Like mm-hmm. you know, if you can cut it out, okay, but we're not going through the chemo and the radiation and all of that nonsense. And and we both believe that if you can't do what you enjoy, then what's life? You know why bother? And and we both really like food, but. Neither one of us is huge, you know. We we don't have, you know, obesity problems or or anything like that. So food really isn't an issue for us. So yeah, when when the fairs come to town, we run to the fairs because we both like fair food. 
It's it's funny because she doesn't eat very much. And we go and I end up eating mine and then half of hers. <laughs> it's a wife thing. <laughs> I do the so, same with so, my husband. <laughs> so when you tell the husband, you know I'm not going to eat that, does he say, yay, more for me? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> The intention is, yeah, it's like, okay, he's a, he's like your 11 p.m. snacker. And I'm always yelling, so you got to be intermittent fasting. I'm like, come on. He's like, I will. I'll intermittent fast tomorrow. And he never does. <laughs> like, I'm the one that's like 4 p.m. is my dinner. And I'm, I'm hearing him crunching on things as I'm going to bed. And I'm like, oh, he's eating. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> and I'm trying to do intermittent fasting because that's also good for gut health and, you know, mental health. Why that. is that good for gut health? What? what? I, I see stuff about intermittent fasting all the time, and I think mm-hmm. that just seems silly to me. So, and it's best to do it at night. I will say, you know, don't really, f- I mean, you could fast during the day, but you're going to be torturing yourself pretty much. And you could do the three-day fast. I've never done that. I just do the intermittent. I really don't go days upon days not eating. But what it does is you're, at night, when, you're, when your body is not focused on digesting at nighttime, it can focus on healing. So, for example, if someone has cancer, if someone has injuries, if someone has other health conditions, you at night go to bed on an empty stomach, your body can then send everything it needs to to the areas of the body to heal. It's not sending everything you have, all the energy to the gut to break down food. Digestion is a very intensive process. And so if you can have your last meal earlier in the day, and then you go to bed and sleep and not eat until later, it actually helps your body heal. There's cell autophagy that takes place, which is the, the killing of the bad cells in your body, like cancerous cells that are that are out there. So it actually is very, very, very beneficial to, to do that. There are kits that you could get that bring your body to where it's just at the level of fasting, but you get to drink teas and eat certain soups. I just don't know if I could actually do it. It's like a five-day fast. I mean, I just don't know if I, if I could do five days because, you know, it's just it's a long time. I could do the intermittent at night, but I don't know if I could go days upon days doing it. But it, it is very cleansing and very good. And it's very biblical. I mean, it was talked about a lot. And I don't believe we've been given the truth about it because there's not a lot that is said. Just said they fasted. Well, mm-hmm. OK. And they actually fasted when they were sad. Yeah, that's right. Because fasting was part of the morning process. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll think about then what was it doing? It was helping you process. And I, th- I believe there's a connection to it spiritually and with gut health to help. Um, so you don't, you don't, you know, have, have mental, mental health issues. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, we joke all the time that we're like an old couple and we eat dinner at like five o'clock. That's great. I, I like, I do the same thing. I try to eat at five. My husband, again, he's the later one. He eats so late and I'm like, he'll be cooking dinner at 8 PM. And I'm like, well, I'm not eating that now. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. I cook for both of us that usually eat around five um, Thursdays. We eat a little earlier. I, she has a meeting to go to and I have the show to do. So yeah, we usually eat around five and sometimes we have dessert later that night. Sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just try it and see if you feel any different. See how your gut feels. Try, try a uh, intermittent fasting and see what happens. See how you feel. But like, I don't, I don't usually eat anything until lunch at let's say ten or eleven. Because once I start my mail route is when I eat my lunch. I pack lunch. 
So yeah. I get, I'll have a cup of tea in the morning and that's all yeah. I eat until lunch. So I go from, let's say if, if we don't have dessert after dinner at some time, you know, I go from five thirty six o'clock until 10 or 11 the next day without eating and basically fasting. That's very good. Yeah. That's very, I, very good. I have that. As long as I don't eat, I'm not hungry. But the moment something touches my lips, I'm starving to death. So I don't eat breakfast in the morning because then I'll be hungry while I'm The rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's probably not good for me either. But hey, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) We talked earlier. I've got my whiskey and my cigars. I'm not a healthy person. (laughs) Okay. So we don't know how how these, these drugs all work. That... The, the doctor that you just talked about, um, psychiatrist, won't prescribe them because he says they cause chemical imbalances. Why are there groups of people out there that that seem to be celebrating mental illness? And before you answer, if this is a live call-in show, and I believe this might be the longest I have ever gone without a phone call. Usually that means because they're enjoying the conversation and they don't want to interrupt. But it's a live call-in show. So call 512-248-8252. Or you can text 64MyRights. That's 646-974-4487. All right. What did I just ask you? So there are people celebrating mental health. That's as far as you got. So Why are there people out there celebrating mental health issues? Clearly, some of these, at least some, I'm not going to say all, because all is a big, broad statement. Clearly, some of these newly found transgendered people out there have mental issues. Mm-hmm. Why is society celebrating that? Yeah, it's it's so what's right is wrong and what's wrong is right kind of a a thing and I, I can't believe some of the stuff we're actually seeing take place. But I, I believe there's it's a combination of many things. So first is our, our food industry is completely not there to to be food is, is thy medicine. It's not it's not medicine anymore. Food food if you ninety percent of what you see in the grocery store is not even real food. Um, So you walk down an aisle and it's all processed and um, people are eating that. So what that's, again, starting to do in your gut when you first get that, who knows how that's going to end up affecting, you know, your mental health. So people are choosing to eat and they don't they don't know they're unaware. It's the first thing they're really unaware. They think it's food. It's in the grocery store, but it's it's not. So the food um, we are being poisoned through um, our air, water, land. So we're not getting the nutrients from things that we do grow and that's affecting us. That's affecting us as well. So you're getting toxic food, you're getting toxic, you know, environment, um, can bring up medicine and vaccines. You're being poisoned through over prescribing pharmaceutical medications with tons of chemicals in there. That's not natural to the body. The vaccines are, are very much, um, it's, been proven the the amount of um, metals, heavy metals that are in, in the vaccines that are now being put into our body. I mean, you just start to add up these lists of toxins that have been hitting us since birth, some even pre-birth. You know, your mom goes to get her flu shot while she's pregnant. 
I mean, this is what's happening. And no longer are you able to clearly think and process. And and the other thing that's happened is victim, vic, you've become this victim mentality where people are using that as like, look at me and seeking attention through this victim right. mentality. And it's it's really, it, again, it's due to traumas. It's due to, due to childhood traumas, abandonment issues. I mean, we're seeing society, we've lost the family connection. We've lost mom, dad, siblings, uh, farm, and everybody's out there putting hay in, in the field. I mean, it's become both parents are working or they're not together or it's a single parent. And the, the, the one that, that results the most out of this, I guess the worst is, is that child. And then that child grows up and is all confused and then goes to public school. And the public school tells them, well, you really wanted to be a boy, not a girl, or you really want to be a girl, not a boy. And then they start to think they're getting attention and it turns into this, this whole problem. And you, again, I just believe you, it's all these layers and you got to just peel back each layer and come back to that, that little person that was one day just free and, and became bombarded with all this. And, and the, the left, the, they, they definitely celebrate this because you you lose control of yourself as as an individual as a we the people you know you lose control of that as you start um saying you're not who you were created to be you you're you're no longer sovereign because you've changed how you were created you've changed your identity into something that you're not and that gives the power over to to those that are that are in control so- oh yeah this one of the things that we've talked about before is is the the uh, subsidizing of the sugar industry, which completely changed food in this country, and vaccines. Both kind of came about at the same time, and well, the whole pharma industry in general came about at roughly the same time. And uh, oh, look, that's also about the time that we started to see this ginormous increase of of uh, diseases. So what I just put up on the screen is the CDC's recommended vaccine schedule for birth to 15 months. So we've got three doses of the Hep, hep V vaccine, Hep B, hepatitis B, uh, mm-hmm. th- two doses, possibly three of the rotavirus, one, two, three, four doses of, of uh, diphtheria, tetanus, pertussis. One, two, three, four doses of influenza B. Four doses of pneumococcal conjugate. Three, I don't know. I can't even. Under, I can't even pronounce half of these. Well, look, two or three doses of COVID nineteen. Oh my goodness. One for influenza. One for measles. One for varicella. Uh, two doses of Hep A. So that's one, uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, seventeen, twenty-one, twenty-four, twenty-six, twenty-six to twenty-eight, depending on conditions. Vaccines to be given from birth to fifth. Months old. Wow. The CDC 
now recommends giving 25 vaccines to infants less than two years old. It's crazy. What doctor looks at this and doesn't see, hey, maybe there's a problem with shoving that many chemicals into a 15-month-old baby? Yeah. Um, Thankfully, I will say a lot of mainstream medical doctors have awakened and see this and actually say, you know, when you actually break it down, every one of these has a treatment option available. Like we were told that vaccines were because there were no treatments. You need the vaccine because you need to help your body build up immunity because there's, you know, there's, there's nothing you can do if you were to have this happen, which if you start to look at each one, there's actually treatments available. For most of them, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, so, okay. There was a time when tetanus killed a lot of people. Doesn't really happen much anymore. No. But those, those that push the vaccines are going to say, well, that's because we vaccinated everybody for it now. Mm-hmm. Or because it's treatable now. Like, you know, one or the yeah. other. It's hey, treatable. Sarah mm-hmm. in Oregon on line one. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi. Here's the PSA. Please share the show out. Be a be a supporter. Be a supporter, ladies, ladies, and in between. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Sarah. <laughs> she called in last week and said something about not everybody can be an athlete, but we can all be athletic supporters. And I, I died. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> um, a, a text comment or question says, does my guest recommend anything for eczema? Eczema. Well, believe it or not, get out in some sunlight. A lot of times, a lot of skin conditions are due to the fact that we have hidden from sunlight. And it's really important to get out there and and get some sunlight on, on, it's vitamin D, it's lack of vitamin D. A lot of times it's that, and the vitamin D comes from the sunlight. But don't get out there and burn yourself. Don't sit there and be, you know, if you, you know your skin type better than anybody else. So, you know, if you need 10 minutes or if you need 30 minutes, but definitely get, get some sun exposure and that's really going to help. That sounds, seems kind of counterproductive as well as eczema being, you know, dry, flaky, and then, oh yeah, let's get it in the sun and dry it out more. But it is, you know, the best disinfectant sunlight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so we're coming up on, uh, on, on another commercial break. Anything else you want to add before we get there? How do we find you? What can you do for us? All that kind of stuff. So I have a lot of social media accounts um, that are, I'm just trying to figure out how to navigate all this. I'm all new to this. But um, yes, I have Twitter, and that's at Dr. J. Vandewater. I have Telegram, that's Dr. Vandewater. And uh, you can find me. I mean, I have other ones, too, but I don't have a lot of followers. So I'm trying to just focus on the ones I have the most. Um, And then uh, you definitely can find me at thepeoplespharmacist.com. And if anyone's interested in anything, becoming a member of The People's Pharmacist and setting up an appointment, let me know. And I can can help you out. Happy to do it. The, uh, you know, answer to the people, not Big Pharma. I love that, the people's pharmacist thing. I think that's great. And, uh, well, you're our our uh, resident medical expert here. 
we appreciate you coming back every month and especially this time you're sticking around for so long like we usually only have you for half an hour and you've been here for an hour and a half already yeah happy to do it and i'm mean, definitely bummed no one's calling in too with questions but that's okay maybe they'll reach out another way but happy to answer questions anyone has and share share more information you got another half an hour in here or do you want to go spend some time with your husband i don't know where he is so I, could, <laughs> I heard him. I did hear him out there earlier. I don't know where he went. So I don't know. I'm good. I'm good. I can hang out if you need me to. <laughs> All right. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's break time again. I guess we're going to have Dr. Vanderwater for the rest of the show. See you in three minutes, my friends. I'm Peter Serafine, and So Simple Even a Politician Can Understand is my latest book. It is a book of simple ideas that would go a long way towards fixing some pretty big problems in our government. It is an easy-to-read short book that uses common sense, something seriously lacking in our government. Order your copy for less than $10 wherever books are sold or at liberty-lighthouse.com books. appropriate song for the for tonight yeah hey, uh, welcome back it's the final segment of tonight's national intel report live on republic broadcasting segment uh, Bro- republic broadcasting network liberty lighthouse final segment words are hard oh dr jen where should we go from here we've talked a lot about mental health for the last hour and a half i never i don't think i've ever had an hour and a half long discussion about mental health I know that was, that was, it was a lot. There's a lot there, but there's a lot of layers, a lot of layers there. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not saying that you can get out of being depressed by waking up at the same time every day and making your bed, but you know, baby steps. It is. Yeah. It's definitely baby steps. And it's really important to have that self-awareness when you're struggling with something just to, just to be aware and, and, pep talk yourself, you know, like, okay, like you were saying, like, I'm going to just, I'm going to set these tasks for my day. And even if it's just getting dressed in nice clothes, doing your hair, making your bed, you know, and, and going grocery shopping, it's okay. You don't have to, you know, have the bar so high that you're not going to reach it. It's going to make you more depressed, but do what you can manage, you know, do what you can do. And it's okay the other thing that's really important and, and society totally like looks down upon this, take time to do what you need to do, whether it's, you know, go on vacation, uh, go for hikes, you know, whatever it is that, that works for you disconnect from all the craziness. It's okay to take the break and, and figure things out and go on a, a healing journey than to just keep going, 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 going and realizing you're, you're going to keep hitting that brick wall, you know, because then you're just comp- you're making it worse for yourself because, you know, you can't help anyone else unless you start helping yourself. So it's really important to, to really self-care is, is so necessary. And that could be even for women. I mean, some men like this too, but go get a pedicure. Just sit there and enjoy yourself for a moment. Have a conversation with someone. It's little things that are so necessary and feeling better about yourself and, I just feel like society frowns on, on self-care. I mean, they talk about it, but not really as, as what it really means. There's, 
and the, the young people today that are trying to uh, trying to take that back, I guess, are doing it in the wrong way. Like, mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm not going to be able to do that for this job. Like, I need to have, you know, 45 minutes a day to do what? Like, no, you, your job is your job. You're, you, but you, you get vacation time. I'm terrible about that. I almost never take vacations. Um, I, I'm actually maxed out on the amount of vacation time I'm allowed to carry over from year to year. So now, Ooh. starting next year, I have to take all of my vacation time, which is like four weeks a year. Wow. And four weeks of vacation time a year is like just insane amount of vacation for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know That's a vacation every three months. I, I guess I have to find something to do. What a problem to have, Peter. I know. It, 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 <laughs> I had a great life. I know. I was like, wow, um, I can plan your vacations for you. <laughs> Well, the other problem is I'm cheap. I'm not, I'm frugal. Mm. So what's what's happened often is, you know, we'll sit down and my wife and I will pick a week and we say we'll, we'll take this week off of work. Okay, so we get it in the schedule and and all that kind of stuff. But then we never plan anything. And mm. she'll say, you know, I want to go to the beach, and we'll get out a computer and we'll start looking at beach resorts and stuff. And then she gets frustrated and says, never mind. <laughs> yeah, and mm-hmm. or like every all of our extra money goes to paying off debt. Like I, I we're on track to have our house paid off in like seven years instead of thirty, and that's my only debt. So I get a little bit of extra money. It goes to paying off the house. Mm-hmm. So when it comes time for vacation, I'm like, well, like. Could have set aside money to do something, but I didn't. I yeah. Was paying on that. <laughs> yep. Well, there's. I mean, there are. I mean, it's getting a little more expensive now because it's kind of been found. But that's one of the reasons that we fell in love with camping. And not. I mean, I did tent in my twenties, but I won't. I, I have done it. I have. I continue to do it once in a while. But it's not my most favorite. But if I'm going to go for a whole week or a week and a half, I'll have a little camper. You know, we'll tow a little camper and everything's in the camper that you need. So you can bring your food. So you're not going out to dinner and eating, first of all, expensive food. And second of all, probably bad food, you know, <laughs> so you can cook, you can cook healthy at your, at your campsite. And then you go out and have a camp campfire at night. And then you can camp near a beach and you can drive to the beach. The camper stays at the campground. You go and have the day. And it really makes for a really good vacation. And And then you're disconnecting from, you know, a lot of the routine that you're, you're doing all the time and you're, you're kind of breaking things up and then you're, and you're connecting with nature because you're listening at night to, I love when we go to the Adirondacks and we camp in the Adirondacks, listening to the loons on the lake, the coyotes, the owls. I mean, oh my goodness. I just love it. I just like want to sleep. I don't want to even fall asleep because I love listening to the sounds that everything's making all around me. So, I mean, that's a pretty inexpensive, you know, way to kind of have the vacation and the you buy the camper it's yours you're not Mm -hmm. paying that money to rent each time you go a you know beachfront location we've Um, thought about that a lot and we've thought about you know do we get a camper that we drive yeah what do we do for vehicle once we get to wherever it is that we're going or do we get you know something that we tow um but then the problem becomes 
we don't have a garage. We live in town. So now we've got to pay to store it someplace when mm. we're not using it. It's only street parking here. Uh. So that's why we haven't done anything there yet. Um, and then also, you know, like we've got a little tiny car and a little tiny pickup truck. I don't know how big anything I could haul to be a pull behind. Right. But yeah, we, we've talked, we, we both like the outdoors. We both like the country. I mean, we have a fire pit out back and the first year or two that we lived here, we were out back almost every night with a fire pit. And, you know, I'm sitting there with my scotch and she's sitting there toasting, toasting marshmallows and making s'mores. Yep. Always trying to get me to eat them. And I'm like, no, thanks. I'm not a big sweets person. Yep. I've got my scotch and my cigar. Thanks. You're good. You're good. Long as <laughs> scotch and cigar. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, they do make some pretty small ones. I mean, that are just like, you probably wouldn't be able to cook in them, but you could sleep in them. This mm-hmm. way you're not in a tent and you're off the ground. Um, they are like teardrop almost shape. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So they, I've seen those and they look pretty nifty. You know, I mean, that's what my husband would choose. He would choose this lightest and easiest thing to tell. And I'm like, no, I want, I want room. You want comfort? I want, yeah. I, yeah. I want the comforts from home when I'm away from home. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a pop-up in the past and that was fine. It, you know, I had, had the little toe behind pop-up. Yeah. Had a kitchen inside. Um, I don't think that, that one didn't have a bathroom. So we always had to camp someplace that had a shower. Yeah. yeah. But even that, I mean, there's a KOA campground just about everywhere, and they all have showers. Yeah, most campgrounds do today. If you're going off grid, it's a little little less. Or some state campgrounds, maybe not. But even the state ones here in New York have really nice facilities. They've actually improved quite a lot of them. So, you know, you could, you could. I would, I would think you guys should look into that again. That's my, <laughs> my advice. Doctor's orders. <laughs> Doctor's orders. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But it, you're right. Because then, when when I have this this problem of too much vacation time, mm-hmm. we don't even have to have a destination. Just go and just go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be. And you could always plan out, like on your route. You can plan out, like, okay, we're going to head north, and you can stop at different locations because you have your your sleeping arrangements right, right behind you. Right, and you can just go to some place, stay there for a couple of days and then move on to it's so not kind of get bored in one area. You can check out a whole bunch. Then you'll come back and think, wow, we just did a lot in, you know, a week, a week and a half because you have that, the mobility of that, of the camper. So, yeah, and if I head North from Pennsylvania, I'll be coming close to you. You become close to me. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do need to head up that way again. Last time I talked to my grandmother, she was like, what? I thought you were going to bring Ashley up. Aw, yeah. I'm terrible at that. I am not a good family member. Well, you let me know when you do. I will. All right. So, Noah, what's next? We got uh, you know, 20 minutes? What else do we talk about? Drugs what else do we have? Uh, anything else we missed on the mental health? I know there's a lot of questions we had. Do we miss anything? I don't know. Callers, listeners, 512-248-8252. 20 minutes left. What kind of questions do you have for Dr. Jen Vandewater, the people's pharmacist? Call, uh, uh, and uh, text text questions to 64MyRight, 646-974-4487. Um, nope. No more text questions so far. We've got uh, just the one about eczema. I don't know. So you're... 
doing the people's pharmacist. You are the pharmacy for us. You talked about grounding. I don't get that. I mean, I like walking around barefoot. I don't do it often enough, but I don't understand the grounding thing. I, I've had people explain it. You know, we're all electrical and, and I don't get it. Like yeah. I never. Yeah, it, it is. It's very, it's hard. I'm not even good at explaining it, but I've seen these um, images like imaging where they show the body before walking barefoot and after and it does decrease the, the stress hormones. It increases the happy hormones and the brain waves are all like, everything's good. Like it's, it just completely uh, balances out the body. And what also they've done um, blood smears as well. And this is really good for people who are concerned with uh, um, possible blood clotting of certain shots and spike proteins. Um, so <laughs> walking there. Subtle at all. No, not at all. I'm not good at, I'm not good at being subtle. <laughs> not a gift I have, <laughs> but the, um, when you walk for just 10 minutes connecting to the earth, it decreases the blood viscosity tremendously. So if somebody has like very thick blood, you know, you walk barefooted, it balances it out. I mean, all these things that improve sleep, um, you know, just it's a, a really, really, really beneficial. I mean, I know to my mother-in-law, I tell her to do it all the time. But she's like, I do it. I don't notice anything. And I'm like, just keep doing it. I'm like, just keep just keep doing it. It's helping you. you may not notice it. I don't feel anything either besides like enjoying the feeling of the ground. Like I love when I'm at the beach, just feeling the sand. And, and no matter where I'm at, my shoes are off. I'm taking them off. I don't care. And I see people walking the beach in their shoes. I'm like, how? How do you not want to feel the sand? You know? <laughs> so, and in my yard, I'll just walk out on the grass uh, barefoot and stuff. So I, I try to be without shoes as much as possible. And actually, I was sitting, I was actually up in Maine this past week for a few days. We were sitting on this little beach and this mom came with her maybe one and a half, two-year-old and he had like rain boots on and they were going to go down to the water to collect rocks. And this little kid is like, I don't want these boots on. She's like, you don't. He, he walked right in the sand and he was trying to get his boots off. So, and, and she's like, why? But I want you to wear your boots. He goes, nope, I want my boots off, boots <laughs> off. He kept saying, and it's because he wanted to just walk barefoot in the sand. Like kids instinctively just know I got to connect. I got to put my feet in the sand. And he's like, mama, why are you keeping your shoes on? She's like, I don't want my feet to get dirty. And he was just like, like, you know, <laughs> he's just completely confused. So it's it's really really good. Grounding is has a lot of benefits, and it's hard for me to even explain it. But yeah, we are electrical. We you know need to to uh, balance that out. And I will say, I've noticed a few things when I started grounding more. I used to have amazingly staticky hair. My hair would just touch something, and it would just explode. I used to shock myself all the time too around my house touching things. Since okay. I started grounding. No static, and I don't get shocked anymore. Really? I don't know if that's doing something good or not, but I was like, hey, I, I did notice that. Oh, I, we have a static problem in the house come winter. Uh, we have a, a wood-burning fireplace that that goes, and it dries the air out, and you know, we're all wearing flannel and all this other kind of stuff. I constantly am shocking her and myself. I, I'll put the, the little handle, so little wooden handle with a metal tip on it, opening the door on the fire on the 
wood stove. And I'll, I'll see sparks fly off of this thing as I'm reaching for the wood stove. So, oh. yeah, we, we've got some serious electrical problems going on in the house in the wintertime. You know what you could do? They do make grounding mats and grounding sheets. So you could ground yourself um, while it's wintertime. I mean, I do go outside and try to walk. It's pretty cold, but that's actually good for you, too. Yeah, actually it good. Is. It is. I know. So. Yep. So I definitely do walk outside with my feet on the cold ground or in the snow, but you could get grounding mats and then you can ground. It decreases inflammation. I mean, it's just so, and that can actually be good for you too, with your elbow and your, your feet decreasing some inflammation. Um, so I think that's really, yeah, it's, it's an amazing thing. I mean, I don't know. I, right. I don't. You've convinced me at least one of the times that we walk the dog, Probably the time I, when I walk the dog before bed, I'll walk him to the grassy area right across the street. Yep. Around in my bare feet. Go on your bare feet. Yep. The last walk of the night. Yep. And, and let me know if you sleep any better, too, trying it. I don't have that problem. No, I don't either. I know. I know. Like, good night. <laughs> yeah, I know. My head hits the pillow, and I'm just, I'm <laughs> out. Yeah, I have the same, same, same thing. Yep. And I don't hear anything until the morning. Wow. <laughs> It's funny is uh, I, I have one of these smart watches. The only reason I have this smart watch is so that my wrist buzzes to wake me up in the morning and I don't wake up her. Ooh, yep. That was, I, I forget why I bought it. I bought it for something else. I think I bought it. Oh, you know what? I am, um, I've, I've, I've struggled with anxiety over the course of my life. I haven't had a problem with it for quite a while. But I, I kept getting that angina chest painy feeling and I got one that has blood pressure and heart rate and all of that stuff in it. And I got it for that so that the next time I was having one of them chest pains, I could hit the health button and have it check all that stuff and just make sure I wasn't having a heart attack. And, um, and then I realized that it had the little buzzy alarm and like, Oh, the buzzy alarm doesn't wake up the wife. So I can get up and get out of bed without disturbing her. So then when that one broke, she was like, you're getting another one of those. <laughs> she likes. <laughs> so now I, I don't have it synced to my, like, I don't get my text messages on it and I don't answer phone calls from it or anything like that. Right. It's just for the buzzing along. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Well, hey, if it, if it works, you know. Happy wife, happy life, right? Yes, yes. Where is my husband when he needs to hear that from another man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he needs to hear it. I think every man instinctively knows that, whether or not. Yeah, well, 26 years, so it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, it must not have been too bad. No. <laughs> you put up with him that long. Yep. All right, last time I'm going to say this for the night. Go to liberty-lighthouse.com to support the show. You can buy some of my cool T-shirts. Uh, you can buy my books. You can read my blog. I put up a new article every week. And uh, Friday morning at 6 a.m., there's a new op- op-ed article up every week. And just support. Show me. You know, enter to win a book. Show me you care. Hit the hit the contact me button and just send me a quick note. Do whatever you whatever you feel like doing while you're there. There's, there's some fun stuff to do. That's uh, liberty-lighthouse.com to support the show. Thanks. That's it. All right. Ten more minutes, young lady. Ish. Ten-ish. I don't know. I'm out. 
like all of my my medical ex- expertise is tapped. I'm I'm out. It's all up to you now. Okay. Well, I'll I'll add a few things that people can do as well, not just for mental health, but just some free things because people like free. So we all like free. free. And so we went over the uh, things to help mental health, but some other things people can do just for overall health. Um, One of the things that happens to us when we eat that bad food and the bad oils um, and we are stressed out, our bodies become very acidic. And when our bodies are acidic, that increases inflammation, increases our risk of, of health issues, increases our risk of cancer. So a lot of times we are not aware of this until it's too late. So what can we do to keep our bodies more alkaline is drink lemon water. Something as simple as just putting fresh lemons in your water. And everyone's like, oh, well, lemons are acidic. Well, when they go through the digestive process, they release chemicals that alkalize the body. And it's natural and it's delicious. And people have asked, how much lemons do you put? Whatever you like. If you like it tart, load it right up. If you like it not so tart, just put enough in to add some lemons to your water. And just squeeze them in and leave them in your water. And it's another, just a good way to help uh, alkalize the body. You could also put a pinch of baking uh, powder into your um, water too. You could put a little pinch of it in there to alkalize the body, but I'd rather use the lemons. It tastes Mm -hmm. nice, tasty, you know, cold drinks. So I'll put them in all day long. Um, It's specifically fresh. I keep a little bottle of, real lemon and real lime juice in my fridge and i do that whenever i drink water but i do it for flavor not for health reasons does oh. does does that i don't know if it's if it i mean if it's fresh maybe but i do know there's benefits to the actual lemon itself the lemon the outer part of the lemon the sitting pits. in the water and soaking yeah all of that actually has some really good benefits uh for your health so mm-hmm. i don't know we we usually get yeah we get lemons and, and i'll do i'll mix sometimes lemon and lime you know, I'll do both because I like the, the both of them. So, yeah, if we have limes, I'll put lime in it, too. But, yeah, I really think you should try to use the fresh fruit. I think it's the benefit of just the whole the whole thing sitting in the water. Like I said, so. it's always, for me, it's always just been about flavor. It's never mm-hmm. been healthy. I don't but it is very healthy. I'm, yeah, didn't realize how acidic we could actually become. Um, and doesn't mean because you're then that you're not acidic. So it's really important to, to do that. And then avoiding um, those foods that, you know, the sugar, like we talk about the sugar, the processed foods, those foods increase acidity in the body, which then leads to inflammation, which leads to other problems down the road. So that's really important too. Um, some things that are not free, but I do recommend people find is bee pollen. Bee pollen is not a supplement. Bee pollen is a food. It's actually something you need to eat. Um, bee pollen fills in the gaps where the body's lacking. So it's natural. Um, you can find a local um, bee guy around and go talk to them. They probably have bee pollen. Um, but you want to make sure the things that are really important with bee pollen is to make sure that they don't use pesticides um, on there because then you're getting that chemical in the bee pollen. So you want to make sure it's, it's free of pesticides. Um, and you could put it in food. You could just eat it whole, uh, however you want to do it. And I, I use bee pollen every day and, and I know it fills in the gaps where our body's lacking and it's, it's nice. It's just a, it's another food source and it's a good, very, very good food source. It's not free, but you'll support local and, and help yourself in the meantime. But those are some extra tips. One of my coworkers is a uh, 
beekeeper. Maybe I'll have to ask him if maybe he wants to come up with the Liberty Lighthouse brand of bee pollen. Ooh. <laughs> All right, so twice tonight you've mentioned bad oils. What are good oils and what are bad oils? Like, So the seed oils like sunflower, safflower, um, canola, vegetable, all the ones you see in the store pretty much that are cheaper oils, they're like refined from gunk and terrible. If you actually research it, it is, it's disgusting. And I can't believe we've used those as long as we have thinking they were good. They add it, they make it look like it's oil, but it's, it's, it's so bad. So all those oils are toxic. And what, what really butter, just grass fed butter, um, I haven't used yet, but I have a friend using G, G H E E. And they that's, say they like it. That's clarified butter. It, it, so, it, it, I don't even, yeah, she says, I'm using G. I'm like, what is it? So okay. she said, you probably like it. I, I was a, I was a cook for a lot of years. So one of the problems with cooking with butter is it burns easily. Mm-hmm. G, um, which is a relatively new term back in the day, we just called it clarified butter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> butter breaks into three parts. If when you take butter and you heat it up and melt it like full on melt, not get it creamy, melt it and let it set it'll break into three parts there's like a a foamy layer on top and then there's a milky watery layer on the bottom and then there's this clear yellow stuff in the middle that's clarified butter that's g so you take if you want to make this at home you you uh melt your butter skim the foam off the top and then put it in the fridge the stuff that the stuff that you want to keep the the GE will will get firm, a little harder than butter goes back to a solid, and then the milky watery stuff on the bottom doesn't. So you poke a hole through it and pour that out, and what you have left is is clarified butter. It has a higher smoke point than whole butter, still has a buttery flavor. Also, cool. exactly what you need for making hollandaise sauce. And and um, uh, hollandaise sauce and ter- uh, uh, bearnaise. Oh my god! I can't believe I can't remember these the names of these things. It's been so long. Mm-hmm. Um, hollandaise sauce and bearnaise sauce use use clarified butter. It's what you would get in most restaurants if you buy lobster and you get that little thing of butter mm. on the side. That's yeah. that's what it is. Wow. Well, that's this look. I'm. Can't wait to tell my friend that's using it. Cause I was like, what is it? She's like, I don't know, but I'm using it and it's supposed to be good for you. I'm like, okay. So I haven't looked into that too much, but this is very interesting. Um, yeah, and then you're going to go tell her how to do it herself. And she's like, what? I know. I, I just paid that much for that. Yeah. $8 a pound for G and I, I can get butter for $4 a pound. <laughs> yep. Yep. You could have, but that, that, I mean, I, I do use the butter and you're right. Cause I, I cook with it and it does burn quite quickly, but I mean, olive oil is another one that's good, but it's, you got to make sure you have good that's not mixed. A lot of these olive oil companies mix the bad with the good and you're not getting a pure, a pure blend of olive oil. So I use it sparingly. Coconut oil um, is, is another one and avocado oil. But other than that, you know, you, those other oils, that's what they use. They, I mean, restaurants are big on soybean oil every and every processed food. I mean, I like to have a snack once in a while and I read the labels and I just can't believe everything. Crackers, chips, they all use, even if they're saying, oh, gluten-free, but they all use soybean oil or safflower oil or sunflower oil and those are the, the bad oils. So, right. 
Well, the yeah. next time you're cooking and you accidentally burn the butter, you tell the husband that you have created beau noisette. Beau noisette. Beau noisette, which means uh, noisette is hazelnut. Oh. And then beau is butter. So beau noisette is the French term for burnt butter. And it's actually an intentional thing in certain dishes. But oh. it sound fancy when, when you uh, accidentally burn your butter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. All right. So one more time, tell everybody how to find you, how to contact you, why, you know, all that stuff. Sure. Well, I'm the people's pharmacist because I, like I said, I answer to the people, not to big pharma. You can find me at thepeoplespharmacist.com. I have a private health ministry. So if you're looking for any uh, consultations, wellness help, uh, you can reach out. My email link is there and you can send me an, a message and I will get you a contract to become a member of the health ministry. And then we can go from there and, and see where we need to go. I have a bunch of different social accounts. Um, let's see. Twitter is uh, at Dr. J Vandewater. Telegram is Dr. Vandewater. And I forgot I do have Instagram. Instagram is Dr. Jen, the people's pharmacist. So check me out. Thank you very much, Dr. Jen. Thank uh, you, Peter. It's the end of the show. Thank you for joining us, uh, Doctor. Uh, thank you to Mike, my producer. I could not do the show without you. Thank you most of all to you, the listeners and callers. You're why we do this show. And uh, if you're listening live on Republic Broadcasting Network, stay tuned for Edge of Darkness with Jeffrey Bennett. Until next week, protect your liberties. Once they're gone, there's no getting them back. God bless America. Nobel Prize nominated for his COVID-19 treatment protocols, the late Dr. Zelenko created Z-Stack to help boost your immune system. And when you order Z-Stack, you're not only boosting your immune system, you're also supporting Freedom Fighters Foundation. So boost your immune system by going to ZStackLife.com and use the code LIGHTHOUSE. Be healthier. Support the Freedom Fighters Foundation. Use the code LIGHTHOUSE at ZStackLife.com. I'm proud to be partnering with Cedar Mill Fine Firearms. Cedar Mill Fine Firearms does some of the coolest firearms cases you'll find anywhere. Have you ever wanted to carry your AR-15 discreetly? How about a rifle case that looks like a guitar case until you open it up? Go to cedarmillfirearms.com and use the code LIGHTHOUSE the next time you're looking for a cleaning kit or a case to carry your firearms. That's cedarmillfirearms.com and use the code LIGHTHOUSE. Politics and the two controlling political parties are destroying America. Both parties have spent your tax dollars with reckless abandon. Both parties are more beholden to party leadership than we, the people that they represent. Both parties value power above all else. Neither party respects the limits of the U.S. Constitution. The U.S. Constitution made this country great, and it's the U.S. Constitution that is the answer to our political woes. 
Forget the two ruling political parties and register as a constitutionalist. Support the U.S. Constitution, the just and moral society it creates, and not the two-party system. Join the only national political party that stands for the founding principles of the U.S. Constitution. Learn more, join, and support the Constitution Party at constitutionparty.com or your state's Constitution Party website. If you call yourself a conservative, I have a question for you. What are you trying to conserve? The $29 trillion national debt and the continued out-of-control spending? The status quo of a bloated and corrupt federal government? The deterioration of a moral society? Become a constitutionalist. Conserve the unalienable rights of we the people and the document that is supposed to restrict our government and protect our rights. Support the Constitution Party, the only nationally recognized political party that stands for the founding principles of the U.S. Constitution. Every point of the Constitution Party platform is tied directly to that founding document which made the United States a great nation. Learn more, join, and support the Constitution Party at ConstitutionParty.com or your state's Constitution Party website. Meal delivery kits are very convenient, but man, are they expensive. And that's where every plate comes in. Every plate is only $4.99 a portion. If you go to liberty-lighthouse.com slash everyplate, I'll get you a great introductory offer, knocking that first box down to $1.79 a portion, and then $3.99 a portion for the next two boxes, saving you $62 just for trying every plate. That's liberty-lighthouse.com slash every plate. The next time you're looking for audio equipment, I want you to think M-A-O-N-O. That's right, mayono.com is quality audio equipment at affordable prices. The Mayono Caster that I use for all of my broadcasting is one-third of the price of the more famous alternative on the market. Microphones, stands, cables, headphones, audio interface equipment all at mayono.com and use the code lighthouse that's the code lighthouse at maono.com mike lindell did it again with mystore.com mystore.com is where you can go to find american-made products from american companies started by american entrepreneurs Use the code LIGHTHOUSE at MyStore.com to support Mike Lindell, American Entrepreneurs, and this program. That code again is LIGHTHOUSE at MyStore.com. Hello, I'm political commentator Peter Serrett. I entered the political world by writing a short book titled Progress, Really? Progress, Really? is a short book, One Man's View of Social Progress in His Own Lifetime. A common-sense observation designed to make you ask yourself, when does progress stop being progress? Order your copy for less than $10 wherever books are sold or at liberty-lighthouse.com books. If you live stream, I want you to check out Restream. Restream is how this broadcast is being simultaneously sent to YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, DLive, and Rumble. Not only that, but your guests can also pair their video platforms with your broadcast and have your broadcast on your platforms and their platforms all at the same time. 
Go to liberty-lighthouse.com slash restream, and I'll save you $10 off for the premium service that I know you're going to want. That's liberty-lighthouse.com slash restream.